Good evening. Today is Tuesday, April 5th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is A Vision for You, and our speaker tonight is Nancy C. Thank you, Nancy. Hey, everybody. Nancy C., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, really, I'm excited to be here. Um, I don't know how, but the last time we ran through this chapter, I got to talk on this chapter again. So I'm looking for some other experience, strength, and hope that I hope we can share with you. So I'd like to start with a moment of silence and just bring God into um, our presence, into my presence, and let my words reach somebody's heart tonight. So how in 1939 did Dr. Bob and Bill, Bob Dotson and the first 100 write in a vision for you that the age of miracles is upon us, right? They knew that then what they had, and I don't think they knew what they had. I don't think that they know today that there's over 200 different types of 12-step programs with Lord knows how many people that are in 12-step recovery programs in the lives that they've saved. So really, if you look at the miracle, um, to me, is just the whole story of, um, of the formation of Alcoholics Anonymous and that in the last chapter, they really wrote it all out for us and said, this is how we carry it forward. But if you think about it, um, if the two guys, and I, I'm not good at history, you know, I'm not a big history buff, that, but the two guys from the Oxford group who got uh, Ebby Thatcher out of uh, jail and kind of 12-stepped him to get him recovered, um, that he never would have called on Bill, right? He never would have 12-stepped Bill. And Bill wouldn't have been sitting in a hotel one room one day thinking that he's either going to go down to a bar or he's going to go help a drunk and he decides to go help Dr. Bob. And then the two of them go and help Bill Dobson. And that's how it, it starts. And a lot, a lot of In a Vision for You goes through the history of that, right? It talks about one alcoholic working with another alcoholic working with another alcoholic. But what does working with another alcoholic mean? You know, somebody worked on me. Um, my story, real quickly to qualify, is um, I'm a compulsive overeater and food addict. And I'm a liar and a chief and a thief. Um, and I did everything over my life to get more for myself, to be more, to have more, to want more, to eat more, to steal more, anything to fill that hole that I had in my soul of just thinking I wasn't enough. You know, I can go through the whys or why I think or whatever. I'm a compulsive overeater. It doesn't matter is what matters is that God brought me to this program of recovery. And it wasn't a short road for me. You know, I had um, really until I got sober in OA in 1985, um, I drank my, my sugar for many years. But if I really look at it, I was a compulsive overeater from when I was really young and um, took a little left turn and drank my sugar for a while. And as soon as I put that down, I was back to eating like unbelievably candy, sweets, other things just to satisfy that craving. Um, so what was it that I was chasing? You know, I was always chasing that perfect bite that I had at that one Christmas where it was perfect. And I got the easy bake oven and dinner was fun. There were no fights and, and everyone had a good time. And I got my favorite cookies and, and everything. 
I never got that again. You know, the 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 perfect um, Thanksgiving dinner where everything went well and stuff. I, for my life, chased those minutes, those seconds, whatever that felt so comforting to me, like life was okay. And then they were gone. And that elusive bite never came back again. I would chase it. I would chase it longer. I would chase it farther. I would chase it harder. But it always eluded me. And so my days, like it says in the big book, my days of eating became fewer and farther between. I tried every diet. I tried every method. I tried exercising. Um, I never did any purging or anything like that. But I tried um, amphetamines. I, you name it. And I tried acupuncture, <laughs> hypnosis, um, anything for that silver bullet. You know, I still look at that stupid ad that comes up on um, what is the newest thing? Noni or Noom or Noon, whatever that new thing is. And I'm like, oh, wonder what that is. You know? And then I go, what it, it doesn't matter is what I found is recovery is found in the 164 pages of the big book and the story that tells me that it works on people, right? Um, so chasing that, I finally got to the point where I was so desperate I didn't know what else to do. And um, I got fired from a very high power dry, uh, job. I got an early retirement where I was set up for life. I really didn't have to at age 55 work again if I didn't want to. And I was miserable because my whole job was all about me. I didn't have anything else. My job was my life. I was somebody, I was important, you know, like Bill W and his... Um, uh, his ego, my ego was so big that it was all wrapped up in what I thought I was. And I never saw myself for who I was until I really got into this fellowship. And so in 2011, I left my job and somebody suggested that I go to OA. And I had a couple of things of giving up sugar for Lent. And, you know, I, I guess I should mention my God was the God up in the heavens with a little checklist and I was screwed. I was so bad. There was no way I was getting ever to have ever going to get to heaven. And he never did come through for me with anything I wanted. You know, I never got the boyfriend I wanted or the girlfriend I wanted or the job I wanted or the thing that I thought I should have. So what good was he? You know, I was never, he, I never went to him when I was in trouble, except for God, if you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. And then I for, would forget about it, right? So I really didn't have a God of my understanding. So in 2011, I got um, a really good, I joined OA, I got a really good um, diet plan from a nutritionist and um, lost 60 pounds in the first year. And my I had arrived. You know, I looked great. I was exercising like crazy. People were like, oh my God, look at you. I never worked a step. I mean, I think I worked a step, but I never really understood what I got, um, what I was doing. And it was there for the vanity. I had the first year of being there for the vanity and life was great. And then people stopped noticing. And what happens when you're left off to the side and nobody looks at how wonderful I am, 
that novelty wore off. So I started to cheat a little bit here and a little bit there. And 60 pounds later, I was a little bit everywhere, you know, eight years later and 60 pounds back on me, I am miserable. And I am complaining to my therapist that my life sucks and A and OA does not work and I'm quitting. And she's like, well, why don't you try and call a big book? Um, a big book number and try to get onto a meeting um, of a vision for you. And I was like, I told you I'm not doing it. I fired my sponsor who loved me to death, but we never worked the program. It was more of a social situation, which I coordinated. You know, I made sure that it worked out that we never had to talk about my food that I was submitting every day, never intending to eat any of it, just lying about what I was eating, gaining weight, nobody saying, you know, are you sure you're doing okay? And, you know, every so months I would, I would come into a meeting and go, oh, I broke my abstinence. And people would say, keep coming back, you know, keep working it. It works if you work it. And so I'd come back again, gaining 60 pounds. How do you gain 60 pounds? And somebody doesn't go, <clears throat> can I help you? I mean, not that we take people's inventory, but I really, looking back, I really wish that I had done it a little bit differently. But anyhow, in August of 2020, I found a vision for you. I called in one day and I was like, well, I'm going to listen to this stupid meeting. And I was blown away. I heard that I had an allergy, that I was allergic to certain foods, which for me is sugar. And um, that once I ingested it, I was screwed. No wonder I couldn't stop. No wonder I couldn't get that elusive bite. I was sick. I was downright sick and I had to get that out of my body if I was going to do anything. And then I heard all these people like happy, joyous and free and really talking about recovery and living it. And I wanted what they had because the evidence in the room was they did something that I hadn't done for those eight years and I wanted what they had. So I got hold of a sponsor and I went through the steps quickly and you know, haven't turned around since, since, since October of 2020, I've been recovered and sponsoring and have a sponsor, have a home group, um, really stick around healthy meetings like this meeting here tonight. And that is what's gotten me into being here to have this, um, thank you. Is that 10 minutes? It's 10. All right. Thank you. Um, the fellowship we crave and, and, and what's in this vision for you, right? Um, and you know, it's a big price to pay to get into this fellowship. It's not the only required for membership is desire to stop eating compulsively. Right. Um, but if we're going to do this and live happy, joyous and free and really walk shoulder to shoulder with everyone else, we have to follow what's prescribed in the big book. Right. And so what do we have to do? We have to admit that we're powerless. What me? I'm not powerless. I, I have all the power. You know, I know what I'm doing. I know how to control my life. Well, you look at your life and you go, did I really? So admitting complete defeat and just saying, I surrender, I give up was a really hard thing for me to do. But once I did that, said that there was something out there greater than me. Okay. There's a big stumbling block because how do you go to the guy who would never give me the pony and say, you know, take care of me and I'm going to give you my life. That just doesn't work that way. So I had to find somebody who really helped me find a power greater than myself that could get me to a point that I could believe in 
to get to that third step of turning my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him. So my first three steps and our first three steps are, you know, I can't, he can let him. And I use the male pronoun just because that's the way I was raised. But, you know, that was getting right with God, right? It was coming back and saying, you've been here all along. I have not utilized you. Take me, do whatever you need, you know, build me as you need me to, right? In the third step. And then going through steps four through seven and really getting right with um, right with myself, you know, like what had made me tick? Where was I wrong? Where was I self-centered, self dishonest and afraid? What drove me? You know, it was really my fear, my fear of not getting what I think I deserved and losing what I had is really my bottom line. But going through those steps four, five, six, and seven and looking at myself and realizing um, I made mistakes. I'm not, I am not a mistake. You know, that there's a big difference from beating the hell out of myself to saying, I'm just like you guys. And when I'm just like you guys, I can walk shoulder to shoulder with you guys, right? I'm not above, I'm not below. I'm right in there with you. And then steps eight, nine, lets me get right with my fellows, you know, clear up the wreckage of my past and really go back and saying, you know, I made a mistake and I am really sorry. And can I, can I take care of that and really mean it, not just up here, mean it, but mean it here. And some of those amends took a long time for me to make, but when I made them, my, my channel to God just kept opening more and more and more as I did amends after amends to get to those nine step promises. You know, those are great promises. And if I look at this program as a dimmer switch, you know, the light has just been going up to all of a sudden it's like, um, I, I look at it like, um, National Lampoon's vacation, Christmas vacation, where he plugs in the socket and he goes, boing, you know, all of a sudden I don't have the white life um, uh, moment with God, but all of a sudden I see the blinders are off and I see people for who they are and people who love me. And then working in steps 10, 11, and 12, we continue, we continue, we continue, and it keeps us right with God our fellows, and ourselves, as long as we work that and the channel stays open and the water flows. I was talking to somebody today about, um, in this program, when I came in, I felt like I, I was in a pond. I was in a pond that had stagnant water in it that just, you know, had muck on the bottom and it gets that green, ugly slime and it smells and, and nothing moves. It just festers. I can't live like that anymore. I need that stream. You know, the question in step um, 11, you know, uh, uh, were you in the stream of life? I know it's stated differently, but I need that stream to wash all that stuff away. And how do I do that? I help other people. And that's what the vision for you is. How we take this book, what we learned, what we also painstakingly work through to get into the sunlight of the spirit to find that we are responsible for showing up, but God is responsible for what happens to us and who he puts us in touch with and how we interact with people and that there's nothing better in life than helping another compulsive eater get recovered and, and working through their problems and talking to them and saying, thank you, talking to them and saying, I understand this, I get this. Um, 
that's the fellowship I craved. You know, in the, in the big book, crave is used twice. It's used in the doctor's opinion, talking about the phenomena of craving, where I chase that elusive bite, that one feeling, that thing I never got back again, but I always, always wanted. And the other time it's used is in A Vision for You, where it talks about this is the fellowship we crave. So in this chapter, it talks about how we do this. You know, it talks about you take one book, any one, a man with a book in his hand can go and help anyone else. And you do it one-on-one. -on -one. We're a fellowship of many, but our recovery is one-on-one. -on -one. You know, just like Bill went to Bob, Bill and Bob went to Bob, but they all went one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one and then started creating the community that continued to bring more people in and one-in-one-in-one -in -one -in -one went. Look at where we are today. I think that um, in, the, in the chapter, it also talks about meetings. It really talks about healthy meetings that we really need. We have a responsibility to be able to go to healthy meetings and to take what we've learned to meetings that aren't so healthy. I talked about at the beginning of um, this talk that for eight years, I was in rooms that it wasn't such a healthy meeting. We had an Overeaters Anonymous, or we have a local meeting that wasn't exposed to the big book. They never talked about the big book. And it was a diet with group support is what it really was. That meeting is changing before my eyes. It is starting to get more and more people are starting to listen to big book meetings, going to big book meetings. And so from showing up and just talking and then the next person showing up and talking a little bit different and offering a little bit kind of different things, there's another strong meeting now in the world of Overeaters Anonymous. So I didn't cut out. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for people to go. I'm going to stick now that I can go to Zoom. I can go anywhere. I'm going to go to strong meetings because I really need recovery. My recovery needs to go to people who aren't recovered to really say, I need to work with you so that you get what I have or to be the example to get what I have. That is of primary importance to me today. Um, the other thing that is important that they talk about in the book is that we have everybody here that's doing the same thing. We're all walking the same walk of life. We've all gone through the hell of eating and not being able to stop and you know whatever purging, whatever you might've been doing, We've all been there. Those feelings are real. We know them. The stories might be different. The methods of doing it might be different. The, the cast of characters are different. That's a new word. That's a nasty word. Different. Um, in different parts of the globe, but we're all here doing it together and we can all relate to one another. You know, I spent a good time this afternoon on the phone with several different people talking about recovery and talking about honestly struggling with certain things and coming up with suggested solutions or just together trying to resolve the problem, not like, well, you need to do this or you should go there. It's like, how can we help each other and genuinely want to? I never wanted to help anyone. If you couldn't help me, man, I'm out of here. Now it is more important for me to be there for other people than people being there for me. But I know if I got in trouble, anyone in these little squares would be here to help me in a second because you guys know me and you care about me, even if you don't really know me. And that's the fellowship that I crave today, man. 
That's what I crave. It's not the food at all. The food we stopped talking about after step one, right? We got rid of that problem and now it's all a spiritual solution. It's all God. It's finding God and really getting right with him, getting right with you guys, and then getting right with myself. You know, I come third any time of the day. And when I can do that, and I don't do that perfectly every day, but when I do do that, man, my life is so full. How I ever did anything else, I'll never know. But the vision that Bill and Bob had was that this is the fellowship that we would all be craving. We all go through the hell, we come out the other side, and we pass it on to other people, and they pass it on to other people. And my God, look at where the world is today. You know, this COVID was my Salerno Beach, man. You know, I just saw everyone get recovered. We didn't have we didn't have what we used to have face to face meetings and being got it face to face meetings and 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 talking one on one. But that's starting to come back. I had somebody visit me who is like my spiritual mentor. My spiritual person came and visited me for a weekend. That was my first interaction with somebody from a Zoom little square. And it was amazing. I can't wait to get and meet all of you. I can't wait to see you at a convention or something like that because you guys are my people and I love you. And thank you for being the fellowship that I crave. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Nancy, for that incredible share. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares as this is a big book study. Sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or press star nine if you're on the phone. The Zoom host will call raised hands in the order that they appear and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. And the timekeeper, uh, sorry, would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes and each, th for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, uh, Sharon W is first. Oh. Thank you so much, Nancy, for that incredible share. Um, I'm Sharon W, recovered uh, compulsive overeater in Los Angeles. I have to say, I did, I did miss what the topic was. Um, so I'm hoping I won't be off topic. And I hope that what I say will help um, or reach somebody. I, um, so, you know, there are, there's so many reasons that, um, that we all compulsively overeat. It's different for every one of us. Um, for me, a, a lot of times it was anxiety. It was sadness. It was loneliness. It was, but a lot of it was anxiety. And about two years ago, two and a half years ago, before I came into OA, I had a knee replacement. I got through that knee replacement with food. I ate and ate and ate and ate. It was the only thing that would take my fear away. Um, because I didn't know anything about the program and my doctor would tell me, wow, you, you know, this is two and a half times your, you know, your body weight on your joints. If you could just lose weight, your knee would be so much better. And I, I just looked at him and I said, do you think if I knew how to lose weight, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't know how to do it. So I went through that surgery two months later, I found, I walked into my first OA meeting Several days ago, I had my other knee replaced. 
what a different experience. Anxiety, oh yeah. Food, I could care less. I can turn to my husband. I can turn to my fellows. I can get on a meeting. I can do my fear prayer. Why am I anxious? Food doesn't doesn't even enter into it. A matter of fact, I actually could care less if I ate, but I have to because of the medicine I'm on. Um, And, you know, this, the, the PT came yesterday and she said, oh my God, your knee moves like as if you'd already gone through your, um, your whole PT program. And I know it's because there's none of that junk in my body inflaming my joints. And I'm, I mean, to a lot of people, it's not that much. I'm somewhere between 20 and 30 pounds less than I was during my first surgery. Um, but the program is a miracle. I can't imagine being able to have something as painful and serious and, and getting through it with, without food for me, it's, it's huge. And, um, and I love this program. I love all of you. And I hope that I wasn't off topic. (laughs) Thank you so much for letting me share. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Next we have Amy B. Thank you so much, Liz. And thank you, Christina, for your service tonight, Team Tuesday for April. And thank you, my friend, Nancy, for your wonderful, um, impassioned, really deep um, share tonight on A Vision for You. Um, Thank you for talking about the two times that the word crave appears in the big book once in the doctor's opinion and once in a vision for you, once where it talks about the phenomenon of craving. And then again, when it talks about the fellowship we crave. And I think that that is so interesting um, in the, in to consider that I cannot even get access to the second craving until I've cleared myself of the first, the doctor's opinion says we need entire abstinence in order to work the steps. It is working the steps that get us gets us connected to a higher power and the realization that it is connection that we crave. It is fellowship that we crave. And the fact that it's bookended from from in in the 164 pages or actually prior to the doctor's opinion is beautiful. And thank you for talking about healthy meetings. Um, and, and, and sharing a, a message that is about purpose and about connecting to a power outside of ourselves in order to um, treat our common, our common problem. That's the common solution. Um, there was a, a for today reading, not the physical one, a, a online newer version that talked about how having honest, frank conversations about recovery is part of what we need. That fellowship, that connection, it's not just people to like pat you on your back and co-sign your BS. It's people to support in a, in a, in a common solution showing up and being honest and frank and saying, I would love to, I would love to, you know, be the, yeah, kind of friend, but I'm your fellow. And I'm going to say instead, like, you know, 
Let's look to the book. Let's look to a higher power. Um, let's look to how we can be of purpose. Um, I don't know. I got all of that from your share tonight. I really just feel very, very, to, to quote another person in this meeting, goose with the spirit. So uh, thanks with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks. Next, uh, CJW. Hi, everybody. CJ, recovering bulimic anorexic compulsive overeater. Thanks, everyone, for your service, Christina, Liz, and Tony. Um, Nancy C., I love you dearly. I am so. Um, this 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 chapter is an embodiment of what you have done for me, um, and what you do for so many others in this program. The the coming alongside, the knowing, um, having having fellows who will be honest and frank with me is is what real love is about in this program and. It, it's amazing. You know, my higher power works in such interesting ways. I was just talking to my sponsor about how I don't share in meetings. Um, and I'm, I'm, I hesitate to do it. It becomes too much about performance for me, which is a lot of my anorexia and bulimia and trying to work through that and trying to just get my self-will and my ego out of the way and say whatever higher power has me say, instead of trying to, to come up with a script. And then you come along and are at this meeting and are somebody that I um, know. And it's it's just higher power saying, you know, your fellows are with you. Like all of my fellows are with me. It, it's not just Nancy C because I know her. It's It's everybody else in this room who is just as much a connection to me as, as Nancy C. And that's what my higher power wants me to hear tonight. And to know today, I, um, I'm working on the, on the fourth step with my sponsor and there's some things that I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever my sponsor tells me to do. And the, the response has been, it's not, you're not on your 10th step. You're not. <laughs> um, so I reached out and the beauty of this program and this chapter is it's always a miracle to me that I, I, I ask for help and somebody picks up the phone. Sometimes it's somebody I've talked to before, somebody, sometimes it's somebody I've never met before. But once we start talking, that person is my person. Like there's an immediate connection there. And I've been, I've been in this program for 13, going on 14 years. I've had physical recovery before I came in, but I did not have emotional and spiritual recovery. I was a dry drunk. Um, I showed up in the rooms. That's pretty much all I did. And I did come into the world of big book step study. And it has just, just before you read that part, the I'm underlying just before you read it, he will show you how to create the fellowship you crave right before you said it. And that I have found the fellowship and the connections that I craved and I have needed to have emotional and spiritual recovery that I Thank you, I'm sorry, um, that I have, didn't even know how much I needed it until I finally got it. So love to you all. Thank you so much. Love you so much, Nancy C. Thank you for your share. Okay, thank you. Next we have Cheney K. Hi everybody, I'm Cheney K here, a recovering compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, thank you so much, Nancy, for that share. Um, that was really what I needed to hear tonight. Um, and 
that you brought up Noom, um, which I thought was funny because that's the like the last thing that I tried before I came to OA actually. And yeah, I can tell you maybe it works for some people, but it definitely doesn't work for a food addict. Um, so uh, yeah, and on on the topic of I guess like sharing, helping with other people, and like selfishness and self centeredness. Um, I think for myself, one thing I've realized being here in OA, like at at first I didn't even realize how selfish and self-centered I was until I I came in, um, started working the program. And I feel like it's like one day at a time, I'll uncover like another layer of selfishness. Like I'll feel like, okay, I'm selfish doing this. I'm like, or remove it. And then I'll be like, okay, like I'm not selfish anymore. And then the next day I'm like, oh, wow. Like (laughs) I still am in this way. And just like every day I'm still just uncovering all these layers and it's, it's crazy. I'm like, wow, when am I going to stop uncovering layers? But I probably never will <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, and yeah, I also really appreciated what you said about walking like shoulder to shoulder, um, with the fellows and stuff, um, that, that spoke to me a lot. I, I think a lot of times too, I've come in and tried to, I guess, seen what's different about me and the other people and thought, you know, this is harder for me because X, Y, Z, or like on the flip side, I'll be like, oh, well, I don't really need this program. I'm like better because of this. And I'm like, oh, my, which one is it? Like make up your mind. And till at the end of the day, I realize I'm, I'm really exactly like everybody else in this room. And, um, if I just keep coming back and keep working the program, um, that I can to find recovery, um, just like you all. So thank you for letting me share. And thank you so much again, Nancy. Thanks, Cheney. Uh, now we have Wendy S. Hello, everyone. Um, Wendy S. Um, so happy to be back in the room. It's been a while. Um, uh, recovered, sponsor, all that jazz. Um, and Nancy, thank you so much. I don't believe I've heard you speak before, and that was really, really wonderful. Um, and I and I really <clears throat> loved how you mentioned um you know, we don't talk about the food after step one. (laughs) Um, and, and that's so key for me. Yes. I came into program. It was about, you know, the weight loss and the, and the food issues and, and, you know, it was front and center and that's all that mattered. Um, until I realized, no, it is about, well, it, it is about our lives and how we deal with people, places, situations, you know, it's all about my thinking, Um, not about my food. My food was just covering it all up. Um, once I got past the allergy that is, and, um, you know, what I, what I love about this program is even though I'm recovered and sponsoring and all that wonderful stuff, I still have conflict in my life. I still have anxiety in my life. Like someone had mentioned earlier. Um, and I actually, yesterday was, or, or even this morning was in conflict with a friend and, I was like anxious and scared. And I'm like, I have to confront this person. I have no idea what to do. And, um, you know, and there was this righteous, like, I'm right. This, this is, you know, crossing my boundaries, all that wonderful stuff. And the miracle of this program is that I got to reach out to a friend last night before actually having this confrontation and saying, I don't want you to buy into my BS. I don't want you to agree with me or validate me. I want integrity and honesty. Here's the situation. 
show me what I'm not seeing here. And I was able to show up to this, this confrontation this morning with a friend of mine and it brought us closer together because I, I sat on my hands and I let her, you know, get it all out. And then I was like, you know what? She's got a point here. She's got a point there. She's got a point there, you know, and I, and I owned my part and that's what this program is about. And I didn't eat over any of it. So, um, yeah, so just really grateful for this program and for a new way of living and, um, and it is a new vision. <laughs> Thanks. Pass. All right, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or sharing.